Guys, do you remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. Blue Chew, that's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as the pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants that extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. For instance, you know, a lot of guys talk a big game, but if you're a one-and-done kind of guy, Blue Chew can even help you get to round number two. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than the pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for all our listeners. Visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when using our special promo code locked on. Just pay the $5 shipping. Again, that's B L U E chew.com. Promo code locked on. L O C K E D O N to try Blue Chew for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast you are locked on buccaneers your daily tampa bay buccaneers podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day what's up and welcome back to the locked on bucks podcast i am david harrison james yarko unfortunately is dealing with a little bit of a home heat crisis but we have a very cool guest lined up for you guys to enjoy here on a monday and that is peter blake of bucks report who you may know from from what he does there at bucks report but he's also going to be the new sideline reporter for the tampa bay tornadoes um, if you don't know who the Tampa Bay Tornadoes are, they're going to be the newest arena football, indoor football team for the Tampa Bay area. We're going to give you a little bit of an introduction uh, to the team, what to expect, to the coaching staff, and Peter is is with us here today to help us out with that. And then, of course, we're going to talk a little bit of Buccaneers football after that as well. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Peter Blake. All right, guys, I'm joined now by the soon-to-be sideline reporter for the Tampa Bay Tornadoes, Bucks Report's own Peter Blake. Peter, how are you doing tonight? Doing great, buddy. How are you doing? Uh, I am doing fantastic. I appreciate you taking the time out uh, to record with me and, and to give the Locked On Bucks audience uh, some insight into, into what you guys are doing over there at Bucks Report and as well as the Tampa Bay Tornadoes, which, of course, initially is the reason that we've linked up, at least for this episode, uh, Peter, I mean, give everybody an idea. You know, obviously the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are here. The AAF showed up with a bang and then fizzled out just as quickly. The XFL is coming. What makes the Tampa Bay Tornadoes something that fans should care about right now? Well, first, it's a new arena football team uh, that's going to be in Tampa. That's actually going to start February 3rd in 2020. And the thing that I like about them, because there's been so much made about fan support with the Tampa Bay Rays, that's one of the first things they emphasized, uh, David, is that they want to reach out to the fans. They definitely want to reach out to the community. And they did it by basically going back to the past, naming Stevie Thomas, who is a former wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Storm, Freddie Solomon, 
uh, Carl Watts, Tracy Sanders, who's a coach. So all these players from the past Tampa Bay Storm days, which was really highly popular at the time, a championship team are now the coaches of the Tampa Bay Tornadoes. So it's an exciting uh, time right now, especially with the owners there and Alton Walker and also Ken Nelson, you know, basically, you know, putting it out there that, you know, they're trying to build a championship uh, formula with the Tornadoes. And look, anytime you can have a new football team in the Tampa Bay area, whether it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or college football or XFL or an arena football team, I'm definitely excited. Oh, yeah. Good quality football is is never, you know, uh, there's never too much of that, definitely. So you talk about the Tampa Bay Storm, and I, and I noticed that on social media when the Tampa Bay Tornadoes uh, launched their Twitter page, their own Twitter feed, that a lot of people kind of said, good luck replacing the Tampa Bay Storm. But there's not so much replacing the Tampa Bay Storm as much as they are kind of continuing that indoor football Tampa Bay tradition, right? For those who don't know who Stevie Thomas is and maybe weren't familiar with the Storm, we do have some younger listeners. Fill everybody in on on exactly his resume and why this is such a great thing uh, for the Tornadoes. Well, here's a four-time Arena Bowl champion who uh, is a Hall of Famer uh, in the Arena League history, Arena Football history. So, uh, And also, the great thing about it, David, just talking to him, he seems like a no-nonsense coach that's going to come in here and basically coach these players up to give them everything they got. So, you know, Stevie Thomas, definitely an arena football legend, uh, four-time champion with the Tampa Bay Storm. And what a lot of people don't know uh, with your younger audience out there, because arena football players didn't make that much money, he, he was actually a Hillsborough County cop. So, I mean, that that's awesome in itself. He's doing two jobs at the same time, and he's excelling um, with the Tampa Bay Storm. So uh, four-time champion, two-time Arena Bowl MVP uh, in 91 and 96. So the guy is all about consistency. And like I said, just talking to him at the press conference, he seems like he's a no-nonsense type of coach, much like Bruce Arians. And it's funny, you bring back, you bring up and, and talk about the Tampa Bay Storm. They didn't say they wanted to be like the Tampa Bay Storm what they did say is that they wanted to take a little bit of some of that great stuff that the Tampa Bay Storm had and use it going forward in 2020. And they also want to have a championship atmosphere uh, and a championship attitude that they're going to put on the field. So I'm excited about it. I'm excited about being a sideline reporter for the pre half and post game shows. And of course, being a part of Bucks report, and the 62,000 following we have on Facebook. So, it, and just being able to stream that and being able to talk to fans is just awesome. It really is. Yeah. And you guys do a great job of it. I mean, who, and talking about the tornadoes, who doesn't like championships, you know, if, if, right. if that's what the tornadoes are going to bring to this, to this league, to this, to this city, I mean, who doesn't like that? Uh, just today, I was watching the U.S. women's national team, you know, win the, win the, uh, win the final there in France. And my wife was was asking me, she's like, when, since when are you into soccer? And I was like, well, it's not so much that I'm into soccer. It's this is a team I can connect with, and they're about to win the championship. So why wouldn't I support them? Why wouldn't I watch them? So the same kind of thing there with the Tornadoes, yeah, hopefully. Exactly. And right now, it's exciting times because you have a new coach in the Tampa Bay area with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You have a new team with the Tornadoes, and they also have the XFL. So a lot of people, they get upset, they get depressed. What am I going to do with my Sundays? What am I going to do with my Saturday nights? Well, now you have some options and the Tampa Bay Tornadoes, they were even talking 
about trying to connect with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, and I think that's an exciting thing because look, you know, they're, they're trying to build this championship mentality, trying to get players that fit their system and being in the Tampa Bay area. I know that I'm tired of not seeing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the playoffs. And I want to see that happen and look, I think they're going to get there this year, but I think with a, a team like the Tampa Bay Tornadoes with the arena football team, a new arena football team in the Tampa Bay area, they absolutely have an opportunity to do the same thing, especially with the coaches that we mentioned because they have that experience. And once again, it seems like it's a no-nonsense type of attitude from all these coaches. Most definitely. And uh, obviously being in Tampa Bay, there's going to be a lot of crosstalk about you know, the Tornadoes and whatever XL franchisers and the Buccaneers. But you guys are already kind of part of that. Bucks Report, obviously you cover the Buccaneers, one of many options out there for fans uh, to, to get Buccaneers analysis, insight, whatever you want to call it from. And obviously, like you said, 62,000 62, followers on Facebook. So obviously a large contingency of them choose Bucks Report. But how did Bucks Report get into bed business-wise with the Tampa Bay Tornadoes? We just saw an opportunity. It's a football league. We've done some things with the AAF. We were successful with that. Uh, we've seen an opportunity to go out there, reach out to the owners and, and Alton Walker and also Ken Nelson and show them how we can stream, show them what we can bring uh, to not only their organization, but sports fans alike. And we know that sports fans love football. So we got connected with them and we let them know that we could stream this and we could talk to coaches and players and that would be would be all about, you know, trying to promote their product. And also, once again, you know, the most important thing for me is just talking to those coaches overall and, and, and talking to the owners. They're all about the fan. They're all about the community. They're going to be playing at the fairgrounds. They're going to be trying to lower their prices and make it a true fan experience. It's amazing, amazing concept Tampa Bay Rays to uh, definitely grasp. But and, and that's what I love about the Tornadoes. They're grasping it already coming in. So we connected with them. They saw our work, and, and they liked what we had to uh, put out there, and they liked our plan going forward. And and we just want to be a part of it. We want to be not only a Bucks platform, but a platform for football fans alike. If, if you're not necessarily a Bucks fan, you're always welcome on the sports web. And and the great thing is, we call this the evolution of sports talk television because we do have that sixty two thousand following on Facebook. We try to give every fan the opportunity, and that's why we love Facebook because the fans can get on there. And they're able to ask questions. They're able to comment as long as they want to. We, you know, radio stations, they get a fan on and then they get them off. We believe in trying to give the fan the opportunity to say what they want to say. And then we also have another app where you can go face to face with us and ask questions. So the sports web is on a nightly basis on Box Report. And of course, Blake and Blake Sports with us going out to Ferg Sports Bar and Grill, which has been around since 1992 in St. Pete. Um, and being able to um, you know, do remotes out there and get the tornadoes to come out there is also another great thing. So, Yeah, and, and sticking with coverage, Peter, um, so you're, you're going to be the tornado sideline reporter. Yeah. Now, how is, so how is that going to work? Like, are we going to have live streamed games on Bucks Report or on the Tornadoes Well, on the website? Do you, can, you, can you divulge any of that information? I know we have till about February timeframe, so maybe not everything is kind of solidified yet, but can you give a little bit of insight into how are fans going to be able to, if they can't make it to the arena, you know, we've got chef out there in North Dakota. If he wants to be a Tampa Bay tornado supporter, is there going to be an outlet for him 
to to be able to see you on the sideline doing your thing and see the Tornadoes on the field doing theirs. Yeah, absolutely. We're the official media partner of the Tampa Bay Tornadoes going forward, and you're going to be able to stream all that and see all that live on BucksReport.com and, of course, Bucks Report on Facebook. Now, uh, the football games themselves, I'm not sure how that's all going to work, but I do know that we're going to have pre-half and post-game shows for you so I would think that they're going to work that out by, you know, having the games on their stream live. And but, you know, like you said, some of the stuff, the details haven't necessarily come out yet. That's why you have to stay tuned to uh, Bucks Report and, of course, the Tampa Bay Tornadoes uh, website, and of course, also the uh, the Twitter, uh, because that'll give you more and more information going forward. But we actually have some tryout dates I want to share with you. You know, if you're a former football player and you wanna, you believe that you know you can, you definitely cut it in the arena league with the Tampa Bay Tornadoes. Uh, they're going to be here September 8th, uh, doing a trial in Tampa uh, for September 14th and Atlanta, uh, September 21st for Dallas, uh, September 28th and Houston, uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana is going to be October 5th. Uh, Memphis, Tennessee is going to be October 12th. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, October 19th. Uh, Phoenix, Arizona, November 2nd. Las Vegas, Nevada, November 12th. Los Angeles, California, November 16th. Miami, the 23rd of November. And Tallahassee, Florida, and December 7th. Just keep track on um, the Tampa Bay Tornadoes website. And again, the Twitter um, web, uh, the, the Twitter page uh, for all the information about venues and uh, registration. Uh, it's going to be announced in the near future, but it's exciting times here because this team is starting up in February 3rd of 2020. Um, and, and they're about to have a merger between the American uh, arena league and the indoor football league, which is second to the AFL. Uh, so they, we definitely can, you know, put out some great content on Bucks report having to do with the Tampa Bay tornadoes going forward. And look, you're a football fan. I'm a football fan. There's a lot of people out there that once again, do get upset when football season ends. So here's your fix. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's a great thing about additional football leagues. Not only is it an extra chance for football fans to see quality football, it's a chance for players to get out there. I mean, we had styles G white, you know, a, a fan favorite thing among, among Bucks fans from, from, from uh, years ago. Uh, come on the show. He talked about his his arena days there with Jay Gruden in Orlando. So opportunity for young guys to get out there or even somewhat older in football age uh, to go out there and continue pursuing their dreams. And and who knows, we might have the next Stevie Thomas who's going to come back around and become a great coach in Tampa area. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, I know Styles G is a big-time Browns fan, mm-hmm. so he's excited about that team this year, even though he played for the Bucks, But he also uh, – before he played for the Bucks, played for the Orlando Predators, and they were talking about, you know, renewing that I four war with the Orlando Predators, having that. So there's still some details that need to be worked out, and and that's why you have to, you know, basically keep abreast of the situation by going to BucksReport.com and also uh, the Tampa Bay Tornadoes various uh, media sites to definitely get more information. But again, it's an exciting time here. Uh, in the Tampa Bay area. I also want to mention this. I don't know if you knew this, but Bucks Report is going to be doing watch parties during the Buccaneers road games. So if basically, if you're a fan of the Bucks, you're able to get on camera, talk about your favorite team. We're going to be doing pre, half, and post-game shows uh, going out to Ferg's and St. Pete. 
and just giving uh, another opportunity, trying to do something different from any other Bucks platform out there because we have the equipment to do it. And that's the most exciting thing working with uh, Bucks Report is that all these great opportunities for fans to you know have that participation. As you said, you love the fan participation. I love what you guys do here, Locked On Bucks uh, podcast. Excellent, and uh, you know I, I think uh, you guys are going in the right direction, and and we're trying to do the same thing. And I think it's all about the fans, especially with the excitement of Bruce Arians being hired. Oh yeah, no, I appreciate that, and that is that is exciting news. Definitely something. Hopefully, Buccaneers fans will take advantage of, for uh, especially during that long stretch where the team is on the road with uh, with that quote unquote home game across the pond. There, yeah, I mean it kind of works out, doesn't it? You have uh, watch parties, you give people the opportunity. If you want to sit at home, you can, but if you want to go out to a sports bar like Ferg's, you know, thirteen twenty Central Avenue. And enjoy a watch party, and you have the likes of Al Keck, Leo Haggerty, yours truly, uh, Peter Blake, along with Bucks Report staff. And then you get the opportunity to basically get on camera during a show and talk about what you feel the Bucks should should have done or shouldn't have done for the pre and and post. I don't think it's going to be halftime because halftime is so short. You know, you just recap it and then you, you get off. But you know, with Bucks Report, we're trying to definitely do some different things. You know, I always say everybody wants to be chocolate or vanilla or strawberry ice cream. I feel like Bucks Report, the sports web, Blake and Blake Sports, and all the podcasts that are on um, the network itself, because that's really what it is. It's it's almost like a network. You know, it gives you something different. It gives you a different perspective and, and a different opportunity. And once again, uh, the fans have a platform where they can talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or their favorite NFL football teams. All right, Peter, let's let's continue on with the Bucks. Obviously, Bucks Report, that's that's where you guys kind of make your bread and butter there. Sure. Um, just like we do, right? So yeah. first and foremost, Jameis Winston. I mean, he's he's the biggest topic. Obviously, Bruce Arians is the biggest arrival, but even his arrival is centered all around Jameis Winston. The debate is, is is Jameis Winston, you know, is 2019 his year to show that he can be the quarterback to lead the Buccaneers back to the promised land. Or does he have a little bit more time? What do you think? How, do you think it's do or die this year? Or do you think he's he's going to be around for a while? Well, I think he has to prove himself. It's a it's a prove it year at this point, David, because he's a, under that $20 million contract. So he definitely wants to earn a bigger contract. And in order to do that, he has to correct some of those mistakes of you know, having the turnovers, the interceptions, and the fumbles. But to be fair to Winston, he's still a young quarterback. And he necessarily hasn't had the help, right? You have an offensive line that gives up 31 and a half sacks a year. You don't have a consistent running game. You haven't had that since his rookie year. And then on top of it, you had a god-awful defense that gave up 29 points last year. His average starting for the Bucks, that defense has given up 26. So you know, you know when you get Winston out of Florida State that he has a propensity to throw interceptions so what you have to do is you have to have a balance to that offense and you have to build that offensive lineup and that defense has to get better so is it a do or die year for Winston yes in terms of if he wants to earn that big time contract because the Bucks have a decision to make if they're going to re-sign him but I think the most important thing to take out of Bruce Arian's arrival is number one he's a quarterback whisperer that's worked with Peyton Manning that's worked with Ben Roethlisberger and Carson Palmer and Andrew Luck so he's familiar with turning those quarterbacks around and getting them to thrive under his system Um, and number two uh, to me 
I think the defense is going to be improved any way it goes because you have Todd Bowles as a defensive coordinator. He's going to be able to work the personnel that necessarily hasn't been worked correctly, namely Noah Spence and also Vernon Hargraves. So I think that helps. And if that defense can just be average, you're going to see a lot more wins. And number three, I believe with Arians coming in here, uh, he's a no-nonsense coach. But the most important thing he said, David, was the fact Jameis Winston is my guy going forward. He is a franchise quarterback. I talk to a lot of fans about this on a nightly basis. Do you want to see Doug Williams? Do you want to see Steve Young and Benny Testaverde and Chris Chandler and even Trent Dilfer? And I get it. He played with the defense, but he still won a Super Bowl. Do you want to see those type of quarterbacks uh, like a Winston go to another team and basically win a Super Bowl? I don't. So you're hoping that it works out. I think it's going to work out with Bruce Arians in his offense because he has a lot of weapons. But to me, you know, everybody talks about him being the, the controversial subject. The controversial subject should be the running game, putting balance around him, fixing an offensive line, and of course, the Achilles heel of this team the last five to ten years, the defense. It's been awful. I couldn't agree more with everything you just said. I think the fact, and we've said it on this show, so to hear you say it is just it's even better. The fact that we can sit here and say that if this quarterback, if this offense had an average defense, this is a playoff team. Yep. I think that right there kind of speaks to what Jameis Winston has done, can do, and will do in the future. Now, you talk about the running game, and Ronald Jones has been getting a lot of love out of OTAs, out of out of the, the mini camps and everything else. Are you buying all of it, or are you still are you kind of on – on the side of the conversation where you'll, you'll believe it when you see it. I'm kind of on the, uh, I'm on the fence with this. I, I've seen him on Twitter. It looks like he's put on about 20 pounds of muscle. You take it for what it's worth, right? Because they don't, haven't had the pads on. You have Jason Light coming out in the combine saying, you hope he makes a big jump. You have Bruce Arians saying that he's impressed the coaches and you have Jameis Winston saying he's a different player. But at the end of the day, you have to see him put it on the field. That includes training camp and those game situations. But I think once again, people were focusing on Jones. If he doesn't know the playbook, David, you got to coach him up to understand the playbook. And then on yeah. top of it, if you watch film, he's getting basically hit in the backfield. That's not his you know, problem. That's the offensive line. So would we agree that if Caleb Beninock is not at right guard, your offensive line is going to be improved 100% better? I mean, if it, Caleb Beninock was completely uh, out of his, uh, he, he was out of his uh, his zone. He shouldn't have been a guard. He should have been a tackle. He was a tackle in college, coming out of UCLA. So the offensive line to me is going to be proved. Either it's going to be Alex Kappa, Earl Watford, or because the roster is so fluid, they're going to go in a different direction. But just with the coaching, if you're going to make, you know, the whole. Uh, assumption that coaching hasn't been there for the defense, coaching hasn't been there for Jameis Winston, then you could definitely say the same thing about Ronald Jones. Coaching hasn't been there for him. And you could say the same thing about the offensive line. Coaching hasn't been, and you have to be, you have to feel good about Harold Godwin being a part of that coaching staff because he's definitely coached some offensive lines that improved. I think this offense is going to be good. Uh, a lot better without Caleb Beninock on the offensive line. But to go back to your question, do I believe in Jones? He's got the ability. He's got the potential. Uh, we'll see what happens because if it doesn't happen this year, then you're going to start to hear more fans say he's a bust. And look, David, that's unfair. You have to give a prospect at least two to three years to see what he can do. Uh, he wasn't a bum coming out of college. 
Uh, he was out of shape coming out of college. That's why he dropped to the second round. He ran a four six five in the 40. Didn't do a, a great job with the interviews. But what you see on tape in college, he had space to run. So you got to give this kid some space. So is he the next David Johnson? I'm not ready to say that yet. So I'm taking a wait-and-see approach. But if Bruce Arians is happy going with Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones and whoever else, Andre Ellington or maybe Bruce Anderson, who's an undrafted free agent, I'm okay with it. I, I'm, I tend to be a little bit more optimistic than some people out there. Yeah, I mean, I'm optimistic about Ronald Jones. Definitely some confidence there. But as an individual, I, I'm on the same. I'm on the same page. Uh, hopeful that Rojo is going to put it all together. Hopeful that all the information coming out is accurate and true, and that it translates when the pads come out. Because you never know. You know, we could have another Kenny Bell situation sure. on our hands here with with Rojo. <laughs> Hopefully, that's not the case. Who does? Who 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 remembers that? I mean, all the potential, all the hype on Kenny Bell coming out of Nebraska, and he was going to be the yeah. next big thing, and he never turned out to be anything. So. Right. Um, and then you talk about the offensive line. And, yeah, I think, I honestly, part of it, just the continuity of having four of your five starters this year being four of your five starters in those position groups last year. Because we talked last year, you know, Ali Marpet, yes, he was a starter on the line, but in a completely different position. This year, he's returning back to the same position. He's playing next to the same players. They're playing next to him. So now all they've got to do is integrate that right guard, who I believe is going to be Watford. And the plus there is this is a guy who's played under the system knows the language, knows kind of the intent of what they're going to do. So I think that'll help make that whole thing uh, transition better. And then staying on the topic of hype, Chris Godwin, another guy. And and all, listeners of Locked On Bucks know that Godwin is one of my favorite players. Um, this might be a little bit of those areas where as a media member, I kind of shade my my bias and unbiasedness. Um, what do you think of all the Chris Godwin love that he's been getting from Coach Arians and some of the projections out there? as far as the season that he might be able to have here in 2019? I mean, it's well-deserved because every year with his receptions, he's progressively gotten better, but he's never really given been given the opportunity because he had Deshaun Jackson in the way. Now you get rid of you know that cancer in the locker room. To me, Jackson was a cancer, so this wide receiving core is going to be better without him. It's going to definitely help uh, that young franchise quarterback out in Winston. I think Chris Godwin has every opportunity, and it's going to be interesting to see what Arians does with this offense. Does he put Mike Evans in the slot? Does he put Godwin in the slot? Heck, does he put O.J. Howard in the slot because he's got that that type of uh, receiver speed? Uh, he's a mismatch nightmare. But you know, with Godwin, I definitely think that he can be a starter in this league. And with everything that was being talked about, he just never has been given the reps or the opportunity, and now he's going to be given that opportunity. So I'm definitely high on Chris Godwin and this receiving core as a whole. It's going to be interesting to see, David, who's going to win out uh, with uh, Scotty Miller, uh, Bashard Perryman, and, of course, uh, you know Justin Watson and Bobo Wilson. They have a good problem right now. A lot of people are forgetting about Justin Watson, but you know he's definitely got the body. He's got the positioning. He was a draft pick for Jason Light. Uh, Bobo Wilson is familiar with Jameis Winston. Scotty Miller being another draft pick. They like his speed. And the unknown commodity is Bashard Perryman. Very inconsistent, but he was a first-round pick a couple years ago. Has the speed. Never been really able to stay healthy. Also not consistent with his hands. When he was given the opportunity to play with the Cleveland Browns, he put up some good numbers. So that wide receiving position besides Evans and Godwin after that, it's kind of interesting to see who's going to win out on that depth chart. 
Yeah, that wide receiver battle. I mean, I know a lot of people just because of the presence of Mike Evans and, of course, the hype and the love of, for for Chris Godwin. Kind of, it's it's almost a little bit of a forgotten topic, but a lot of interesting things behind you know the number two spot, I think, and what's going to happen with that wide receiver stable and how that's going to shape out. Um, obviously, a much more discussed uh, camp story or leading into training camp is the secondary, right? Um, we got asked this question from a from a uh, listener voicemail. Like you said, fan interaction is amazing and, and obviously a goal of all of ours, I think. So I want to pose sure. a question to you, too. How do you see this secondary shaping up? Who are the who are the four starters you think if you have to predict them right now before we hit training camp? Well, or five I, even if you want to go with the slot corner as well. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think Vernon Hargraves is your starter. I think Carlton Davis is your other starter. And then after that, there's been a lot of talk of uh, bunting uh, being able to push. So maybe he pushes Carlton Davis out. Uh, maybe he becomes your slot corner. They seem like they're very high, and the reason why they drafted a Bunting and a Dean is because they want to push those guys that have been on this team, namely a Ryan Smith, who may not be on this team because he's making about 2 or $3 million. Now you're looking at the safety position, Justin Evans. There's some question marks, right? He's a second-round pick out of Texas A&M. He's shown some potential, but what can he not do? Stay healthy. Uh, he's already dealing with an injury, and, and then you have uh, Jordan Whitehead, who – progressively got better during the season, namely against the 49ers with you know, dissecting some plays, as one of our writers has pointed out over at Bucks Report. So I, I like Justin Evans and Whitehead. I, I do think that uh, Mike Edwards is going to get an opportunity. Uh, I, I definitely think he'll get an opportunity because everything that's coming out about him, they drafted him the third round. If Justin Evans or Whitehead, one of those guys seems to fall off, I definitely could see that rookie out of Kentucky being put in that situation, and they feel very confident with him because he played in a top defense at Kentucky with uh, SEC with Lonnie Johnson and other players, Josh Allen, who could forget him. Uh, a lot of fans wanted uh, the Bucks to draft him at number five. You, you have him in that secondary. You know, I think the most interesting thing is Todd Bowles has said, you know, it's not just the defense alignment or the linebackers that are going to make the calls. It's also going to come from the secondary. So they have confidence in those players. Those players are going to have to make those calls. I would not be surprised if Justin Evans or Whitehead fails that you would see um, Edwards uh, be a starter on that team. But remember, they also have Dayon Buchanan, who's played the position. They're going to have run multiple looks. It's going to be a different defense. It's going to be an aggressive style defense. So a lot of the Tampa 2-4-3 stuff is going to be out the door. I'm excited about seeing this defense and use the players that haven't necessarily been used in the previous defense. Once again, like a Vernon Hargraves because they drafted him to be a man-to-man corner out of Florida. And then Noah Spence. You know, Can they get enough pass rush from Noah Spence now that JPP is out? Who are you going to go to on that end? But with the secondary, I think it's up in the air right now. I definitely would expect Evans and Whitehead to be the starters, but I would not be surprised if a kid like Edwards definitely pushes one of those guys out. Yeah, it's it's oh man, it's going to be exciting. We, we're we're about three weeks away, less than three weeks away, so we don't have to wait too much longer. But man, I can't wait for it to get here and get started. Hopefully, get my own feet down there in Tampa and, and be able to put my own eyes on it. Yeah. Uh, this, this what year do you for think about? Camp. What do you? Let me ask you. What do you think about the the kid uh, Edwards uh, being the starter there? 
I like Edwards, and I kind of agree with you. I think he's going to get a shot. I think that this coaching staff is definitely going to put him in a position, and if everything coming out of the early workouts and the rookie camp and everything are accurate and that he's already kind of communicating with the language, he's already kind of taking that leadership role there in the secondary as much as he can anyway, then I think he's definitely a threat. Uh, what I love from the hiring of Bruce Arians from the jump has been this dual practice thing where they're going to have multiple practices happening at the same time. And you're going to kind of get the opportunity for guys to show what they're doing, whether or not, whether they're lining up against guys like Mike Evans or not. Again, Todd Bull said it himself. The biggest part of this defense is going to be communication and recognizing reads, recognizing you know routes and, and breaks and, and responsibilities. You can do that whether you're practicing against Mike Evans or you're practicing, practicing against Justin Watson. You can show that as a safety, that ability. So if Mike gets his opportunity to show that. And he does it and he gets to move up, you know, to whatever you want to call it, field A, field one, starters field, however you want to name it. If he gets that opportunity, man, uh, I mean, like you said, he's an SEC kid. The mm-hmm. SEC likes to churn out some pretty impressive talent. Um, he's not he's not afraid of the spotlight. He's played with big name players. I think that he and a guy like Devin White, that can be kind of a dynamic uh, pairing there for the Buccaneers defense. And I mean, the sky's the limit, hopefully. But. At the same time, we have to realize and recognize that this is a very young defense, no matter who, whether it's Whitehead and Evans, Edwards and Whitehead, Edwards, Buchanan, who, whatever tandem we end up getting back there, it's young. It's going to be young. So, you know, yeah. excited, but also a little, you know, you want to kind of slow down and, and you, we don't want to bust into the Super Bowl parade just <laughs> yet. But yeah, I think no, he's got a lot of potential. Yeah, no, and I definitely think this team has a lot of potential. And I've been on record to say that I think this team is a 10 and 6 team. Uh, Bruce Arians has done it before in the past with uh, the Arizona Cardinals with less talent. I definitely believe the Bucks have the talent to do it. Of course, you know they have the schedule, but this will be a good teaching tool to see if this team is mentally and physically tough going through those seven road games. Once they get through with that, uh, then it will be a little bit easy. But once again, you're in the one of the toughest divisions uh, in the NFL with the Carolina Panthers, the uh, of course the Saints and the Falcons, who, you know, if they could develop a defense, they would be dangerous too. Although Dirk Cutter being the offensive coordinator there, I don't think is going to help them. If he runs the same type of offense, David, that he ran here, it will not help Matt Ryan at all. I think it's a bad offense to run. But I think the you know the biggest question is you talk about the secondary, but what your defense is all predicated on is the pressure. You lose JPP. Jerry McCoy is not there. I think that was a good move by the Bucks to go in a different direction and get an Adamican Sue. And now you have to figure out what kind of impact it's going to have on the defense with Vita Vey going forward, with Shaq Barrett, with Anthony Nelson, some of the unproven commodities that are finally going to get an opportunity and how uh, this defensive coordinator and this defensive staff uses those pieces uh, to hopefully make this defense an average unit. If not better. Perfectly put, Peter. I can't I can't put it any better. We're pushing up against the time limit, unfortunately. Man, I wish we had more time to talk. We're definitely gonna have to get you back on, Peter, if you're up for it, uh, before and during yeah. training camp, of course. Um, but until then, I know we have some cross audience. I'm sure some of our locked on Bucks audience is also uh, an audience of Bucks Report over there. But for those who aren't, let all of them know, Peter, what you're doing, what Bucks Report is doing, and how they can find all the stuff you guys are churning out over there. Yeah, absolutely. BucksReport.com to find some great articles, great writers over there. And of course, the Sports Web Nightly on Facebook and Bucks Report. Join the 62,000 following. We call it the evolution of sports talk television because we give the fans the opportunity to have the platform to say what they want to say. We don't hang up on you. Uh, and we, you know, we try to provide 
great Bucks content, also great sports content. And of course, uh, we are going to be the home of watch parties during the Tampa Bay Buccaneer season in 2019 for the road games live at Ferg's 1320 Central Avenue in St. Pete. And of course, the official media partner of the Tampa Bay Tornadoes, the new arena football team in the Tampa Bay area. So a lot of great stuff. Go to BucksReport.com or join the 62,000 following on Facebook at Bucks Report. And if you want to friend me on Facebook, Peter H. Blake, because I'm giving you something to think about. Very nice, Peter. Yeah, lots of good stuff going on over there at Bucks Report. Uh, definitely, definitely appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, absolutely, David. And hey, we can have you on the sports web anytime. Have you out to Ferg's, get you some wings, get you some food and uh, get you and James on. We'd love to have you guys on because we love you know, what uh, you know. definitely these Bucks platform shows do. What you guys do is great. It's great for the fan base. And we're all together on this trying to create a create a better fan base to get people excited about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going forward. Yeah, we'll definitely have to link up when I get down to Tampa this year. All right. Sounds good. That's going to do it, guys, for today's episode of the Locked on Bucks podcast. As always, thank you so much for joining us. James should be back, hopefully, for uh, our Tuesday episode. Until then, you can find everything that we are doing over at BucksNation.com. Follow us on Twitter at JRCO underscore Bucks. Follow me at DH82 underscore Bucks, at Locked on Bucks, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Until next time, everybody have a great Monday. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for joining us right here at Locked on Buck. Hey, I-